Hey everyone, welcome back to The Hungry Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Fothergill, and this is a podcast where I speak to successful restaurateurs about their interesting stories that they have to share with you guys. So I have a brilliant guest on this episode today. She's so, so awesome. Uh, Her name is Melanie. Uh, She's an experienced vegan chef and a vegan restaurant owner uh, at the Celesta restaurant, and they're based in Wisconsin. Uh, Melanie is also a vegan consultant as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, So let's jump straight into it. See, Melanie, I I spoke to you uh, over on uh, LinkedIn and um, have had a look at, um, you know, what you do. And uh, I'd love for you to, to explain to the viewers, um, you know, your story, your background. Um, so yeah, if you can let the viewers know, that'd be great. Absolutely. So my name is Melanie Manuel, and I am a military brat. I grew up all over the United States and Europe. I lived in Asia for a while. And uh, on my whole life, I was a writer and a teacher. But I always loved oh. food. I always loved to cook. It was a big part of my Um, my family culture, my grandparents cooked, my parents cooked a lot. And um, I always enjoyed cooking for friends and family, but I never considered it as a career Um, until I moved to Milwaukee. And I sort of was feeling unfulfilled as a teacher. And um, some friends encouraged me to um, do a pop-up at a local bar. There's a really great pub in town. They have local beers. And they said, why don't you just go to the pub? Um, give them a sample of some of the dishes you make, which are all vegan. My restaurant's vegan Mm -hmm. and uh, see what they think and no harm, no foul, no financial loss for them. And you can give it a try. So I did, I put up three or four flyers and I hired a girl down the street from the coffee shop to be the server. And we showed up at five o'clock and kind of set up and we're drinking beer. And then a an hour later, a hundred people showed up. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, I sold out of food in an hour and I thought, well, maybe I'm onto something. So I started hosting pop-ups around the city for about a year and a half and doing special events, catering events. They were mostly, the pop-ups were mostly at bars. And that was really fun because a lot of the clientele didn't have much experience with vegan food. And it was sort of a really yeah. safe for them to try something, um, an environment they felt comfortable in. And um, I got really great feedback. And then I decided to open the restaurant and we just had our one year anniversary. Oh, wow. No, congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. So um, that's interesting with the pop-ups. And uh, I mean, are, you, are you doing any more pop-ups? Anymore? Is that like an extra thing you do still? Or is it completely like you, you just got your, your, um, your fixed location? Yeah, we have our fixed location. We do special festivals for sure, Mm -hmm. Um, but not pop up so much anymore, but they were really a a sort of their own animal. It was really Mm -hmm. fun because you kind of set up and you had a giant rush and then it was over. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I bet it was uh, a bit of a surprise each time you you did a pop up. You didn't know what what to expect almost. Absolutely. And social media was such an important component of that because people use it. To see where we were located and I know a lot of other restaurateurs really rely on social media to communicate their mm. specials or parties and so forth and that's sort of how we utilized mm. it yeah yeah 100% yeah social media is like yeah massively important especially for those sort of you know uh temporary kind of uh events or pop-ups uh, yeah massively important so um yeah you mentioned you're a teacher then what what, what did you how, how long were you a teacher for and what, what did you teach I'm just interested I was, to know that. Yeah, I was a teacher yeah. for 
for 13 years. Oh, okay. Um, wow. I taught ESL English as a second language in mm -hmm. China and in Berlin. Oh, and, nice. Um, I taught creative writing and English in the United States and Florida for many years. Um, I also taught at a refugee um, center. Sounds really wow. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of experiences there. It's quite quite a change in um in industry. <laughs> yeah, but, and yeah. it's really great because working with international students really um, informed some of my cooking and my recipes. Mm, for me, yeah. it's really to take traditional. Um, dishes that people usually associate with meat and dairy like pierogies for example and and veganize them so that's been a really fun adventure <laughs> wow okay what's um the the, the name uh celesta what, what what does that come from is that is that obvious or have i not no no i don't think it's too obvious so um a celesta is an instrument like a piano mm -hmm. and if you know um the dance of the sugar plum fairies um, okay the song that goes do 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 yeah 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 okay yeah yeah I know that yeah <laughs> so it's like a really oh, I see. okay ethereal piano and um we try to serve what we call otherworldly vegan eats sort of elevated vegan comfort food and the restaurant is um the atmosphere is sort of navy blue and gold mm -hmm. and so we sort of tried to mirror that um brand aesthetic um, in the atmosphere and in the food as well. Okay, yeah, because you see, I mean, um, here in the UK, we have, you know, a lot more vegan restaurants coming around now, and um, they very much look, they're, they're very much places that look um, very fun and, like, uh, not very, like, relaxed, or you have to be quite a enthusiast. It's hard to explain, but very, like, upbeat kind of um, vibe when you go to them, if that makes sense, like a fun environment, whereas a lot of, you know, normal restaurants would be like non-vegan are just like relaxed and like like fine dining some of them and um yeah so it's, it's, it's obviously the, the industry is growing and growing um yeah it's interesting to to see you know you've got like a different kind of um effect on, on what, you're, what you're trying to do with the the, the color scheme and everything uh, yeah and for me i'm trying to normalize vegan food yeah that's a big thing approachable for all types of diners um wherever they are you know if they just i think veganism is becoming a cuisine for a lot of diners like oh let's go out for thai let's go out for indian let's get a hamburger let's go eat vegan <laughs> yeah for people who choose veganism as a lifestyle for certain reasons um maybe that's problematic um for me as a business owner, it's not because it means more people are eating my food. And also mm -hmm. for my lifestyle, it's not problematic because I'm excited they're trying food that they hopefully really enjoy. Mm -hmm. So w why vegan then? Uh, is, is it just because you just fell into it or is it about the animals or yeah. the environment? Sure. For me, I've been um, vegetarian for 27 years or so. Mm -hmm. um, vegan for a total of about 10. And so for me, definitely it was um, a more compassionate lifestyle. Also the environmental impact um, is much less than yeah. dairy. Um, and to me, it's very exciting. It's so fun to take vegetables and make cheese out of them and make meat and, and sort of challenge yourself. Um, the food is more vibrant. And I personally, I think you feel great when you eat a plant-based diet. And uh, as a business owner, I think there's such a broad industry that's developing around veganism. Mm -hmm. um, so many people are considering 
um, eating that way, even if it's a few days a week. And as you've seen, I'm sure a lot of the products like the impossible burger and um, yep. there's a fish substitute. I think it's actually out of the UK. Um, they're making tuna and so forth out of pea protein are just absolutely exploding. Yep. So I think um, it's an important industry to take note of. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's growing. Um, it's, it's growing rapidly here uh, in the UK and even just like going down to the supermarket and just seeing like there was, I remember going, there was one aisle that had, um, you know, all the vegan stuff. And then like a few weeks later it doubled and now it's tripled and it's all these new brands coming out. So yeah, it's, it's, it's massively exploding. And, uh, I mean, what, what, what's your, your view on, and it might be going slightly off topic. I mean, obviously talking about vegan, but we're talking about your, your restaurant, but what do you think of, you know, of, uh, you know, brands making meat substitutes, almost like, you know, you've got chicken or beef, but pe when people go to, to like vegans want to eat that in it, that's not obviously, um, it's not obviously meat. It's, it's like fake meat. What do you think about that though? Um, you know, that kind of a whole concept on keeping it as a, uh, as beef or, but it's not actually beef. It's, you know, it's, it's fake. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm trying to come uh, from. Absolutely. And a lot of people have a nice laugh about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It a little like, it can seem a little ridiculous sometimes. I mean, I think it's great because mm -hmm. listen, these have, these products have zero cholesterol, you know, they have yeah. 30 protein. Um, they're, they have better, um, environmental practices on the whole than the meat industry. Um, I think they're great transitional foods for people who either are interested in becoming vegetarian or vegan, or they're great nostalgic foods for people who've been vegetarian and vegan for a while. And they always, mm -hmm. they ate hot dogs with their grandpa at the ball game. They can still have a hot dog, you know, and remember that yeah. nice grandpa or what have you i mean we make our own seitan if you're familiar with seitan it's a high protein um product made with gluten flour and spices and um it's delicious and you can make it taste like anything so i'm i'm totally for it 100 percent. i mm -hmm. do see why people think maybe it's from the outside it might seem strange if you're vegetarian or vegan you um a meat like protein but people do that with sugar. Oh, I don't want to eat sugar. I'm going to eat something sweetened with agave. So it's just another replacement, really. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, to be fair. It's, it's, it's quite a, you know, a broad subject, subject, isn't it? You know, you could talk about that for, for ages. So, um, I debate it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I watch a lot of it on YouTube, actually. Um, yeah, it's, an, it's a really interesting subject. So what do you... You know, what do you love most about like the vegan industry itself then? Obviously you're a vegan yourself now. Um, and it's, you know, it's a, you mentioned it's a fun industry, but what, what, what do you love most about it? To be fair? Um, I think you sort of touched on it before. It's, it can be a very positive community. Um, I think mm -hmm. the idea behind one of the important ideas behind being plant-based is living an intentional life. You know, some people live intentional lives by exercising every day. Some people live um, spiritual lives by praying every day or, or what have you. I think being plant-based, you're very intentional in your choice every day. And so it kind of can create a broader, broader sense of mindfulness and other things you do. Um, so I really enjoy that sort of philosophically about it. As a chef, I really like recreating comfort food classics like lasagna, 
um, donuts, um, stuff like that can be really, really fun. We have like a, an American Southern plate that has sort of like a fried chicken and mac and cheese and stuff like that. Nice. That can be really fun. And I love it when customers come in and they're really surprised by it. For example, I had a young lady sitting at my bar the other night and I was washing the bar dishes and I was kind of eavesdropping because she was sitting right there with her dad. And she was saying, dad, thanks for coming with me. I know you were sort of reluctant. And then they got their food and he was saying to the server, oh my gosh, I can't believe this isn't cheese. What is this again? And the server said, oh, it's almond ricotta. You know, we make it from almonds and lemon juice and we put it in the lasagna. And the dad was like, wow, this is great. And so it was sort of neat because it sort of was a connection between two people around mm -hmm. food. That's what food does. It creates memories for people. Yeah. And how cool to see a dad and daughter out and like this dad who's, from the upper middle Midwest farming country in the United States willing just to be a good guy and try something. And, and he actually liked it and they've already made an, a reservation to come back. So mm -hmm. it was really, it's really nice to overhear those little moments. And that's what you can do yeah. as a restaurant owner is provide people the opportunity to make connections. Yeah. hundred um, percent. I mean, what do you, what do you not like about the, the vegan industry? Is there any, it's gotta be some negatives. <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah. um vegans can be very discerning <laughs> um, okay. sometimes people have very uh specific uh food and health concerns of course allergies like other restaurant owners we're very careful about and conscious of and try to like nuts allergies and stuff like that is probably oh, quite yeah. common yeah and, and in vegan cooking we use nuts in, in a lot of things so that can yeah. be challenging but, um, you know, some people are like, oh, what brand of salt do you use? <laughs> like, <okay>. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, really picky now. <laughs> yeah, we get more of that, I think, than some other people might. Um, and then also, you know, sometimes people will not want to try things if they've never had, you know. Some yeah, they're scared to try it, yeah. And we've had folks make reservations and then call back and say, oh, my aunt doesn't want to come or my dad won't do this. And we're like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in, that time, in time. <laughs> yeah. And then just from a, a supply standpoint, you know, maintaining really fresh produce. Um, we're in yeah. the upper So that can be challenging because we have really cold weather and I have to have a lot of refrigeration. And um, just labor wise, I mean, we make our meat and cheese we don't order it from a distributor and, and okay. cook it on the grill in five minutes. So that takes hours and that can really add to labor costs. Do you, um, uh, do, do, do you prefer the cheese, you know, the, the vegan cheese to normal cheese then? Yeah, I do. Honestly, I, mean, yeah. I, feel, I feel well homemade. Yeah. Store-bought, yeah. no. Yeah. It tastes really light and fresh and, um, yeah, I think people are really surprised by it. It's fun. Hmm. Yeah, but that's a, that's, a, that's a cool thing as well, because um, I actually, I work with a few vegan restaurants and one of them um, mentioned as well that he, he, he loves surprising, like, like he has, there's certain people that walk into the restaurant you would never expect to go in there and then they're like proper meat eaters, they're yeah. not even vegans, they walk in and uh, he's got some like change their mind on, you know, what, what veganism is all about and um, that you can like kind of yeah, they're just really, really surprising to some people. And I think that's a really cool thing about, uh, you know, the, the way veganism is going and the way restaurants are, um, you know, experimenting with different kind of items on the menu. Yeah. And I think for all restaurateurs, um, I think it's an exciting time to be in the food industry because people are becoming more willing 
to try new things. You know, like you've seen yeah. peppercorns in them now. And, <laughs> you know, I know Danish cooking's really been on the rise and that's been a forgotten uh, or underrepresented um, mm -hmm. demographic in our industry for a long time. And so, you know, people are in the United States and North and South America as well are becoming more conscious of indigenous foods and cooking. And that's really exciting because obviously that's been very underrepresented. So I think, I think there's a lot more culture building happening within our industry mm -hmm. in a way that can be really exciting. Hopefully we can do it all sustainably. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to be a leader in that and be a business owner because often those two things are at odds. Yeah. But hopefully we can <laughs> figure out a way to, to make it all come together and make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, do you have any, you know, um, actually, no, I, I was going to ask you this question. So obviously there are a lot of bigger like restaurants out there now, you know, you've, you've got, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about America, here in the UK, we've got places like Nando's and um, this isn't just vegan, by the way, just, just big names. And do you think like that, yeah, big chains, franchises, whatever they, you know, like Domino's and stuff like that. Do you think that they are changing the way the consumer is and like, yeah, the way that a consumer buys and eats and, um, you know, you've got these small sort of like family uh, run restaurants and that are trying to build a culture around what they do and, you know, be like a, a home away from home. But do you think these sort of bigger places are, 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 are destroying that kind of, you know, uh, in, industry? Or do you think restaurants like, you know, like vegan restaurants and um, smaller restaurants are now, you know, rising up a bit and um, sort of taking that, uh, so taking it back almost? It's, I, mean, I always ask this to restaurant owners because it's really interesting. Um, I think that's a, an amazing question and something I've actually thought a lot about and I'm sure your other guests and listeners yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I think it's absolutely shaping the industry. For example, people are more reluctant to pay at a restaurant than tip a server. They want what we call here fast casual. I don't know if you call it that. Okay, makes, but, yeah, makes sense. Like in our, in the US, we have like Chipotle, for example, where you walk yeah. in the counter, they make a burrito according to what fillings you'd like and you pay and you don't have to tip. And so obviously labor is lower <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and so forth so they can charge less. So I think it's absolutely shaping the industry. People want food more quickly. Um, yeah. They have an expectation of, of standardized, you know, standardized items. Like if there's a slight variation, um, they can really react to that. So it can be really problematic. On the other hand, I think there's a backlash against it. There is a demographic that doesn't want that experience. They want a home cooked mm -hmm. experience. They want um, a nice evening out or nice breakfast where they can spend time with someone or try something new. Or that, like we said before, they want to be challenged. Mm -hmm. So I think what we have to do as business owners or restaurateurs is reach our market, right? So often we, for example, we have local spirits and beers on our menu and people love that. If we had, you know, Miller Lite, no one would order it <laughs> because we, they already have the association with our brand that things are local. So okay. um, yeah. we also do collaborative events. And I think that's something that could be really cool for other establishments. It's worked really well for us where we, for example, invited in a local tea company they have amazing quality teas. They're called Rishi. And we did a dinner where they, they featured four Japanese teas and then we did a food pairing with them. Wow. And then that supported their brand and ours. And the customers loved it because they had this really exclusive experience 
um, and private dining event. So I think there are ways that we can reach people who are interested in still, you know, mm -hmm. what I'll call authentic food. I think it's yeah, authentic. yeah. Um, I mean, I find that word um, without you know in disrespect. I find that word authentic used so much now. I don't know if you hear it with everyone. It's a uh, it's a shame almost that that, that word is just almost used as, as an excuse but it, it's it's not at the same time is it do you know what i mean that it is authentic food but i think customers have now put that word as a you know on a pedestal that it's uh just to make the food sound more interesting it's it's, it's a little bit annoying to be fair um yeah it's like a yeah buzzword. Yeah. yeah that's true <laughs> so um yeah i, I just hear it a lot i mean what are, are there any other vegan restaurants around where, where you are, are you, yeah yeah there are, in Milwaukee, there are three full vegan restaurants, mm -hmm. and then many others, including Unexpected Places, have several options. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, is it quite a, uh, I mean, I don't really know the area where, you, where you're based, um, but are there more sort of like opening up, or is it like a slow kind of transition where people are open vegan restaurants now? Or? I mean, it's, I think it's happening pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, um, yeah. I think it has in, in Europe too, don't you think? Where there's sort of mm. been an explosion of maybe in the last 10 years. Of I think, yeah, I think, um, I think they say in the UK, like we're like the, the vegan capital at the moment, aren't we? So, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially oh, it's, into London as well. There's a lot of, um, a lot of vegan restaurants in Brighton. Brighton's mm. massive. Uh, I don't know if you know Brighton in the uk uh, it's near, near near the coast and okay. yeah that's uh really big for um for vegan stuff so uh yeah i mean do you have any like family working with you is it yeah is it fully family restaurants it just your yourself that's me yeah, and, yeah? And great stuff yeah oh wow okay is it is yeah. it uh is that a choice or do your family just didn't want to get they, involved they live, uh, they live 10 hours away so oh okay that would <laughs> that make sense I'd put them to work i'd put them to work if they, yeah. <laughs> my mom's visiting right now from kansas they live in kansas and she i call i we woke up and i said mom can you come into the restaurant with me for eight hours and cook and we were down there making arancini and baking bread pudding and yeah she got right that's in nice <laughs> uh, so do you have um uh, well, I've seen you've got like a Facebook page uh, as well. I mean, are you using social media, um, you know, for, for your restaurants uh, to get customers in then? Or have you got other, I mean, you, you, you said about your pop-ups, you were using social media and um, yeah, it's a big thing for that. But yeah, you're you using that at the moment. Yeah, I'm really active on Instagram and then Facebook oh, okay. secondarily. Um, and I think it's important to use the right social media tool for your customer base. Mm -hmm. Most of my customers are on Instagram and then secondarily on Facebook. And then I use Twitter intermittently. Um, but I really love Instagram because, and I, I didn't expect this. I wasn't into social media much until I yeah. opened a restaurant, actually. I mean, I had a Facebook page and stuff, but I wasn't, you know, sitting on it every mm -hmm. day or anything. But when it's for business, it's different, isn't it? You, you, you see a whole other kind of like uh, level that you can, you can go with social media. Yeah, and you can you can connect very personally with someone. I, I had yeah. this, you know, people come in and say, oh, I feel like I know you because I put a little bit of my own life, you know, separate from the restaurant. And that's something else that's worked really well for me is I decided early on to kind of put 
myself in front of the restaurant and say, hi, I'm the owner and I'm the chef and oh, yeah. Melanie. Not a lot of people do that. I know. And I, I think people, I think some people really like it. I mean, people know I love unicorns because I put it on Facebook. <laughs> you know? and it's like they know about my dog and, you know, his name. And it's really interesting. They're kind of sheepish about it. And they'll say, I feel like I know you. I'm like, that's great. And I had a customer come in from Texas, which is very far away. Mm-hmm say oh I've been following you and when I visited my family in Milwaukee I you know wanted to come here and try this first thing because I feel like I know you and you don't have to be you know you don't have to sit in front of the camera and put tons of makeup on or plan an elaborate video or um, be, be inauthentic it's just about I think being accessible you know and people send little messages oh hope you have a good day you know whatever so and that just I think shows them that you really care about your restaurant, your business and the food you're putting because you aren't uncomfortable um, being in front of that. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I I always say that people buy stories and Mm -hmm. um, you know, storytelling I think is what's missing with a lot of uh, not just restaurants, but just any business. And it it sounds like you've like really connected like your personal life and your business as like as one (laughs) instead of like, Obviously, there's, there's, they're separate in some ways, but people knowing your dog's name and stuff like that, like, weirdly would bring people back in. It just, it just does because they, they want to come. It's not all about the food then. They're actually coming to speak to you, aren't they? As well as, like, trying the food. Um, yeah. Which I think it's really key at the same time. I, I hope so. I mean, why, why open a restaurant if you don't want to be around people? That's yeah. <laughs> 70% yeah. of it. And I think... Um, I think you've touched on something really important. And I think that's something that's restaurants that are able to keep up with, you know, the changing um, expectations of our industry in this, you know, mm-hmm. world of interconnectivity is brand storytelling. You know, you can't yeah. just put a picture of your sandwich and say roast beef sandwich, you know, oh, today we made a roast beef sandwich. This is a recipe I got from my grandpa. I hope you guys yeah. like rope in 10 to tw- two or whatever people are like, wow, that's homemade. I want to come in and try that. Oh, your grandpa, you know, where was he from? Or people, yeah, want to know stories. And it's kind of ironic. It's through social media. <laughs> yeah. We want to connect with other people, <laughs> but hopefully they come in as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of, when you see it all the time, it's just missing. Like, yeah, again, you touching it. Uh, restaurants just post a picture of their food saying yeah we're, we're open at five till ten today can't you know see you later on and that's all they'll do and it's uh and especially if it's um you know uh, like let's say it's like an indian restaurant there's so many of them and if they don't oh. tell the story they're just yeah they're just another one of them aren't they whereas if you like if everyone's got their own story to tell so and everyone's unique and that's what i think would make people stand out uh, especially when you've got competition out there like you know the big chains and stuff um that can't be as personal of the obviously their branding is um what plays a massive part in uh you know, in their restaurants so yeah um i mean what are you doing as in like you're using instagram and facebook what are you actually doing on social media then uh are you um are you on there all the time or are you are you are you what are you the one that's actually doing it you, are you the one that's posting and running all the uh, are you doing any ads and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm the one who's posting 100%. Um, yeah. I do stories a lot on Facebook and Instagram. Um, 
restaurant specials, things that are going on. We have mm -hmm. a lot of festivals in Milwaukee. It's known yeah. for its festivals. So we often do events connected to the festivals, like bring in a ticket and get 5% off or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and we run a lot, specifically at my restaurant at Celesta, we run a lot of specials every week. We have like a sandwich special and different soups. Okay. So people depend and it, it creates sort of um, a dependability on our social media because people look at it to check what our yeah. social week and they're like, oh, I had that a couple months ago. I'm going to come back for that. So it kind of um, keeps people engaged, I hope. And then I do post a little bit of my personal life. Like I just moved and I, you know, showed oh, yeah. to like get through the day. And, <laughs> and sometimes yeah, people, nice. oh, if you need boxes, come by my house. I'll give you some boxes. So <laughs> <laughs> I do things like that. And as you mentioned, I think that's really uh, been key, surprisingly. And I was very hesitant to do that initially, yeah. but now I feel much more comfortable. That's good. Yeah. So where, where do you think, um, social media is going uh for, for restaurants then do you think it's you know go, going in a, in a positive direction or maybe more towards a negative you know yeah negative direction i think if you view using social media as negative then it would feel like it's going in a negative direction but i think if you're yeah. able to approach it in a positive way and use it in a way that makes sense for your business and that everyone has different needs and different you know, a different demographic they're feeding, right? Mm -hmm. uh, then you can really use it to your advantage. It's free advertising. So in that sense, yeah. it's, it can be really positive. Yeah, it's like um, kind of like the, the new word of mouth, but just on like a, a much bigger scale. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, what, what do you wish, going away a little bit from social media now, what do you um, wish that you, you knew that, like about opening a restaurant when you first started? Like, is there anything you kind of like regret almost or uh, yeah, is there something that you wish you'd done at the beginning that? <laughs> That's a great help? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting oh, question. <laughs> there are so many things because I, I don't have a background in business mm. or restaurant ownership. So I, whew, I learned a Pardon lot. Error. <laughs> So I did not have good systems in place at all when we opened. Okay. I mean, we would be making an eight-layer lasagna on a Saturday night during service. It was horrible. <laughs> and so uh, my brother, who has a restaurant background, came and visited two months into opening. And he's like, okay, you need par sheets. I didn't have any par sheets where you have you know, quantities measured out. Because, well, we also didn't know what they were. We just opened, you know, how many... Mm -hmm of this kind of salad you sell. I mean, how do you know until you have numbers rolling in, right? Okay, so you've got the data, yeah. Yeah, so the data has been really important because it helped us project our um, food quantities and then we can prepare for the week in a way that doesn't waste food and keeps things super fresh. Um, systems in place, um, having really good people uh, in place for things they're suited for, you know, having that really super organized person being mm -hmm. in of you know ordering supplies for example whereas the big picture visionary person helps you plan um, your dessert program because they're creative and that's what they're good at if you hand them a par sheet they won't do the best job at that so <laughs> yeah. those are two things that have really uh, that was sort of a realization that came in maybe a little too late for me yeah than never <laughs> yeah so it's, it's, it's trial and error though isn't it so just so you, yeah just being, being more efficient then I guess with um 
with everyone's role. So, yeah. Um, I mean, is, is there anything in the the vegan space right now uh, that you're you're curious about? Oh yeah, a lot. I mean, I really um, I love playing with different flavors from different cultures. Mm-hmm. So I'm always researching different food cultures and trying to explore those with vegetables. Um, recently, I have really gone down the rabbit hole with Georgian cuisine in Eastern Europe and sort of okay. playing fenugreek and walnuts and spinach and a couple uh, of those flavor profiles. And I also really want to become proficient at grilling and barbecuing. Mm-hmm. Um, so much cool stuff with smoke and fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> And um, vegetables are no different. So those are definitely two spaces I'm, I'm exploring. And I'm also, um, on the work side of things, starting to draft a cookbook. Um, oh, wow. Because I was a teacher, I love to cook, uh, to teach, rather, cooking classes. And mm-hmm. I've got a great response. That's cool. Cooking classes. So um, I started drafting that. And then I'm also considering developing some vegan lifestyle content on YouTube. Um, no yeah, one's definitely. Really- you know, there's cooking shows, but no one's really going to a, a tofu factory and talking about animal sanctuaries and sustainable products. Um, and I want to do that really positively. I'm not really interested in, you know, showing slaughterhouses. That's yeah. someone else to explore. I want to show people all the really fun, amazing sides of, mm-hmm. of living and eating this way and, and how enriching it can be. More positive kind of activism. Um, yeah, so kind of like you're like documenting um, everything, which is quite cool. Yeah, yeah really interesting approach. Exposing it, you know, and if you're interested yeah. in information, it's really fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I, even I'm, I'm interested in stuff like that, and loads and loads of people are, um, you know, would see that even if they're not kind of local people. You know, if you're putting on YouTube, you've got the whole world that can, uh, that can see stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I love watching Gaz Oakley's videos, and he's in the UK. He's a vegan chef there, and he's fantastic. So it's true. You just sort of look up things you're interested in and you can yeah. endless contents. That's the cool thing. Like we were saying earlier about social media, you know, you almost feel like, you know, people. Yeah. Um, like really do. Yeah. <laughs> engage like that. So like I can see your living room right now. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's a bit of a mess, isn't it? <laughs> no, you don't want to see mine. I just moved. <laughs> oh, <do you? laughs> yeah. We recently moved here as well, to be fair. So nice. we still haven't, we've got, yeah, we still haven't got everything in, in, in place, but um, that's, that's all good though. So do you, um, yeah, a bit random. I mean, do you watch, uh, like Joey Carbstrong and, uh, Earthling Ed? Do you know any of those? those no, two? you'll have no? to message me about that. I'd love to look it up. Yeah. 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 Check them out. They're, um, well, they're, they're, they're vegan activists, but they're, uh, really sort of big in the, in the industry. So maybe more here in the UK then, but they are in, in America as well. So yeah. 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 So, um, is there anything, uh, I think we're coming to the end sort of the podcast now, but is there anything you think I've, I've sort of missed out you wanted me to ask you or, um, yeah. I don't think so. I just, I just want to say something I've had a really great experience with and mm-hmm. I would love for other um, restaurant owners to maybe consider as ways we can collaborate together, even yeah. though it might feel like on the surface we're all in competition. Um, I think if we're able to collaborate and explore ways we can connect, we can build our businesses and our industries in positive ways and um, you grow know, together. Act, yeah, and make money <laughs> the yeah. right in the right way, but also um, give customers what they want and go about things ethically and and um, 
build each other up. I think that I've had some of those experiences mm -hmm. and I hope to continue to have those experiences and I hope um, other people are also <laughs> finding collaborate. 100%. Uh, that's actually um, made me think of another question uh, that I was going to ask you. So there's a lot of restaurants out there, you know, big, big chains again, and, you know, just, just family restaurants that uh, obviously sell meat um, dishes, but also starting now to sell like vegan dishes. What do you mm -hmm. think ab about that? Like, cause a lot of vegans that don't want to support those kind of businesses, but what do you think about vegans actually going and purchasing from that company, giving them money? for that, you know, that, be, that vegan item, what's your view on that? That's a great question. Um, and one I don't, one I am not completely uh, settled on, I would say. Mm -hmm. For me personally in my life, if it's a restaurant, like let's say my friends wanna go to a, a pub and they want, you know, hamburgers or whatever, and they have a veggie burger, I'm happy. And if I buy that veggie burger and 20 other people do, uh, maybe they'll keep offering more and more vegetarian or vegan mm -hmm. options. For example, yes. there's a local brewery here and they did a, a vegan um, burger special with buffalo cauliflower on top. And uh, the owner came in to deliver beer. We sell his beer. And he said, oh my God, we did this special with the, this burger. And we sold more of that item than anything on our menu. And what the hell's going on? Like, I don't even understand. You know, we said, well, you did it right. Vegans love buffalo. <laughs> At least in the US, they love buffalo sauce. They love cauliflower. It's a burger, so it's handheld. It's easy to eat when you're at a, mm -hmm. you know, a brewery. Like, you did everything right. And so now it's on his menu, you know? So I think uh, that's one reason why I would support those initiatives. Secondly, companies that are uh, big uh, meat um, and dairy industry type of companies, big corporations that also have a plant-based option. Mm -hmm. I, I know a lot of people who won't support those, as you mentioned, and I understand that and I respect that 100%. I don't buy much processed food at home. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't buy any of that for the restaurant. So it's not really... It's like a raw vegan sort of diet then, would you say? No, I, I cook um, at home for sure, but I make my own seitan. So I don't really often go buy a veggie burger at Whole Foods and cook it at home. Mm -hmm. Like we'll make our own, you know, sausage and pepperoni. And like that. Yeah. Um, but, but I would buy those on occasion because again, I feel like the more we um, support those industries, even if it's not as directly as I'd like, you know, mm -hmm. we do live in a capitalist economy, right? And so capitalism reproduces itself so if they're creating a greater supply for vegetable-based products um in the end hopefully that that part of the industry will grow and in, in my opinion i'm hoping the other part will shrink yeah and that is happening it's already happening yeah it's already happening so even though it maybe not it might not be the route i would want it to go in um better than nothing i say <laughs> yeah exactly it's supply and demand as well isn't it so um yeah no i, I i'm i'm definitely uh, got the same opinion as you but i know it's quite um quite a subject at the moment so yeah anyway um yeah thank you melanie for for coming on it's been a really interesting chat uh do you want to let uh everyone that's listening sort of know where to find you um yeah you can i'll put the links in the description as well but do you want to yeah, let everyone know your restaurant social media platforms etc yeah great uh, so my name is Melanie Manuel and my restaurant is called Celesta in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
and our Instagram handle is Celesta MKE, MKE short for Milwaukee. So that's C-E-L-E-S-T-A-M-K-E. And you can find us on Facebook as well. Yeah.